it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Matt Ryan, what do you think he's thinking about right now? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But the major thing is the Indianapolis Colts now have a new starting quarterback. I unfortunately think it's, it's unfair to Matt because, A, I don't think he was playing so bad that it was benchable. Earlier on the show, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett. Still to come, ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan. Pro Football Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins, New York Times best-selling author Jeff Perlman, and now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. We're chatting with Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. The New York Giants have made a trade. They traded away their first-round draft selection from 2021. The wide receiver Kadarius Tony. Just when you thought the Giants needed him to get back on the field and use his uh, his all-world, as it appears, when he's healthy talent. They trade him to Kansas City on a bye week. So the trade deadline is Tuesday, and that's an interesting backstop to the week eight that begins tonight. It it's If a team wins and you feel like you've got a shot this week, maybe you hold on to somebody. If you lose and you figure out, i got to start providing for the future, you trade the guy away. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't matter if you win or lose, you're still trading the guy away, just like the Bears just did. With Robert Quinn, and uh, I, we will hit that in uh, that conversation and that trade with Brian Dawkins, the Hall of Fame defensive back from mostly the Eagles. Obviously, Broncos fans will also claim him. I have nightmares about him. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, B-Doc is on this program in Ooh, the middle of this hour. Jeff Perlman, the author of this tremendous new book that I am in the middle of reading, The Last Folk Hero of the Life and Myth of Bo Jackson, he's coming in here in the studio. He's also the guy who brought us winning time. Not one, but two books on the Lakers who are 0-4 to start the season. We'll hit that in this hour and also with Jeff when he joins us. But uh, right now, we get set for the World Series. And also, as a backdrop to this World Series, the team that did not make it, the New York Yankees got swept by the American League champion, Houston Astros, who host the Philadelphia Phillies tomorrow night in game one. And joining us on the way to Houston is a man, a man, a man who, well, he wrecked my club with this piece that came out yesterday because he followed Aaron Judge around throughout the home run chase in September. And um, he also had some thoughts on the upcoming free agency of the man who just set the American League record for single season in home runs. And uh, that Aaron Judge piece is available on ESPN Plus joining us from, uh, I guess, an airport on the way to the World Series, from ESPN, MLB Insider on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, our friend Jeff Passan. How you doing, Jeff? I am dandy, Rich. How are you? Okay, great. So when uh, when you called in from Toronto and you're talking about uh, Aaron Judge's uh, historic home run, 
I had no idea you were following him around. No clue. Yeah, Look was, at you. I was chase, chasing him a little. Kind of creepy. You know? <laughs> so there were a couple chases going on. There were a couple chases going on. One of Maris and you of, of, of him. So um, what did you what did you glean from your your hanging out or being around Aaron Judge during that time? Jeff, you know, I think he's I think he's still a mystery to a lot of people and nobody in the Yankees organization really has a great sense of what he's going to do, which honestly is about the best position that you could put yourself in when it comes to free agency. Um, Now, maybe that changes when you put your expectations out there and maybe you want a number that is so astronomical that it's laughable and that there's uh, festering ill will that the organization may not know about uh, or that there are, you know, hard feelings still from the contract offer that came back in April. Um, but I think in the end, what Aaron Judge understands is that uh, the uh, cost and the pain of paying him what he is going to want is less than the pain of losing him. There's no question. And and and, and when you look at it that way, uh, the Yankees are in a bit of a damned if they do, damned if they don't. Uh, but if they don't, uh, they're a lot more damned. Well, the question is, is will he give them the chance to be uh, damned either way? That the, the idea uh, around him uh, being such a mystery is that maybe deep down he harbors a desire to go back to California and play for the Giants, and it won't even matter how much money the Yankees throw at him, especially since, Jeff, your quote that you put in your piece that certainly caught my eye was surrounding uh, the moment when Brian Cashman let loose the details of the contract that Judge turned down, and uh, you you quoted him telling Anthony Rizzo, a teammate who talked about it with him afterwards, quote, you don't think I'm worth more, end quote. So what what about that possibility? That was a great story. That was a great story, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you got you got you had me at hello with that one. I, that literally caused me to text you in the middle of my show to say I need you on my show tomorrow. That, that's exactly what happened. So yeah, I, I you know I I think that I think that that is natural for any high achieving person, right? Uh, you want to know that your contributions are appreciated. You want to to feel loved. And I think for the most part, Aaron Judge feels pretty loved as a Yankee. He understands that uh, if he's not performing, there are certain standards that the fans have. And those standards do not change over time. Derek Jeter got booed. And and Derek Jeter is the most unimpeachable Yankee, you know, since what, the, the 50s? Like since Mickey Mantle? Since Yogi Berra? I mean, he, he is everything to that organization, and fans still booed him. So I don't think that getting booed necessarily bothers him. I think he understands that there are many benefits to being a New York Yankee and that the detriments that you have are outweighed by those benefits. But this, this is a value proposition, Rich. Um, you, you add up all of that great stuff that being a Yankee is, along with uh, the bad stuff. Uh, and you add up the great stuff that comes with if you're a Dodger being on an extremely successful team, and if you're a Giant being on a team that's got a ton of money to spend and is an hour and a half from the the small town you grew up in, and 
uh, a Met and a Padre or uh, a Mariner. You can, you can look at all these different places. And in the end, I really do wonder, is money going to be the tiebreaker because money connotes value, right? Money says, this is how much we value you. We can say it all we want with our words, but we're going to show you instead of tell you. Okay, so it's going to come down to who pays them the most is what you're saying, uh, or that's your, your, your I, you general know, I, sense I of it? I, I don't know if it's going to come down to that, because I think there's certainly scenarios, Rich, in which he, he finds comfort in a place or with a team that may not be willing to pay him the most. But I, I think that to, to discount money as being a, an enormous factor here would just be ignoring human nature and ignoring uh, the idea of achievement and wanting people to recognize that achievement uh, in as many ways as they can, including the most tangible, which is how am I going to compensate you for your achievement? So what do you think the timeline is on this once the World Series is over? Um, or, or has it started? Have the Yankees already reached out to him, or the Yankees are still trying to figure out who's doing the reaching out? I'll got? be honest. I don't have a gr- I, I don't have a great sense on the timeline at this point. You know, I I look in the past at big free agencies. I look at uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. They didn't sign till February. Uh, I look at Corey Seager. He signed in November. Um, the the market has not established itself at this point yet. Um, I I could see him wanting to get something done quickly because. Aaron Judge is uh, a very process-oriented guy and somebody who's pretty meticulous in his routine. And wanting to get that established earlier rather than later is is always a good thing. But there's also a, a scenario in which the market is not what he's looking for, and uh, he he runs the risk and is willing to absorb the risk of letting it play out in hopes of getting what he thinks is right and fair. So what are your thoughts on the market? Mets, Red Sox, Dodgers, will they be involved, do you think, in this? Uh, I think, I don't know that the Mets are going to be involved. Uh, that That's not clear at this point. Uh, I do think the Dodgers will be involved. And I think a lot of the Red Sox depends on what happens uh, with Rafael Devers. Because I don't, I don't see them... Um, extending Raphael Devers and signing Aaron Judge. Um, so if a Devers contract comes through, then I think they're probably out of the running for Judge. But if one doesn't, then they'd be foolish not to at least inquire and uh, see if they can sell him on going to Boston. Because you want to talk about a, a coup. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine Aaron Judge with the Red Sox? Well, I mean, you would be derelict of duty if you represent Aaron Judge and don't get the Red Sox involved and in the most public manner possible. I mean, that that would be <laughs> honestly that that's I mean, I, what is that straight out of the Scott Boris playbook? I mean, so, you know, put it all together. Um, it, it's going to be a monster story in baseball, certainly because it involves Judge, the Yankees. And then also Jeff Passan here on the Rich Eisen show. Part of the reason why I wanted to talk judge with you is not only your remarkable piece uh, with ESPN uh, plus ESPN.com and so much more is is the the fact that the Yankees got swept by the the American League champion Houston Astros. And one would think one would think that in order for the Yankees to finally get past the team that uh, Bob Costas called the Yankees daddy. I mean, even Costas is getting in on that sort of um, language. Right. So. You'd have to have Judge there. You'd have to. 
right? I mean, and so my, my sense is like, how does the ALCS inform Judge and the Yankees and, and, and how they can put together a team to get past Houston for a change, do you think? You know, it's, it, it, this is where it gets kind of problematic for the Yankees, right? Um, they have not shown a willingness to go payroll-wise where they have gone in the past into the extremely high 200s. Um, and I, I, you know, I like three years ago, I would have bet every dollar I had that if a team was going to exceed $300 million, uh, it was going to be either the Yankees or the Dodgers. And here it's the Mets. So uh, not only are the Yankees being outspent these days, they're being outspent by the other team in their city. Um, so when you look at what their payroll commitments are for the future, it's around $200 million for next year. And boy, oh boy, um, $200 million, you add another 40 for judge, and then you got to add a whole lot more on top of that because the team you put together, frankly, just isn't good enough. Not good enough to beat the Astros. Uh, you can make an argument that it might not have been good enough to beat the Mariners. Um, which is a wild thing to say, but I was, you know, I was talking with Lance McCullers uh, after the Astros won the ALCS mm-hmm. in, a, in a pretty stunning sweep again. Well, no, it's not stunning. Uh, convincing sweep against the Yankees, and he was talking about how he thought nobody else would have beaten Seattle, <laughs> and, and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's just the Astros' way of pumping themselves up. But I think in a series between Seattle and the Yankees, uh, it certainly is not going definitively in the Yankees' favor. I well, mean, Cleveland Cleveland took them to five games, and I think Seattle was a was a markedly better team, especially for the playoffs, than Cleveland. Well, I could, you just named uh, many teams, all of them, who put the ball in play more than the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they are like that proverbial uh, basketball team that shoots threes to win. That, uh, sure, yeah. they, can, they can win a lot, and they can blow you out, and they can come from behind, but if the shots aren't dropping, they lose. And that's about it for the Yankees. Like, if the, if the ball's not leaving the yard, they lose, period. End of story. Yeah. And, and when you go against teams like the Astros or Guardians or uh, if they did have to face the Mariners, the, the, you know, the, they are some good pitchers. Everybody comes out throwing 100 out of the pen now. They'll strike you out. They'll strike you out. So if you, it, that's it in this it, day and age. Yeah. I mean, listen, let, let's not discount that the Yankees this year lost Michael King, lost Chad Green, lost Scott Efrost. Those are three really good bullpen arms. And that their bullpen was as thin as it was in the playoffs, in large part due to those injuries. That they didn't have D.J. LeMahieu, that they didn't have Andrew Benintendi, two guys who would have been part of that everyday lineup and strengthened it. Um, that being said, if you put those five guys back on the New York Yankees, I still don't think they beat the Astros. I agree. Maybe it's a more competitive. Maybe it's a more competitive series at that point, but they're not better than the Astros. I would, and so I would they, agree. They, I mean, they you know they really have to think about what they want to be, and and part of me wonders like this is you know I, I'm thinking three steps ahead here, yep. but um, if Aaron Judge leaves. Does that force the Yankees to go out and give up everything they can to get Shohei Otani for one year? 
How about both? Can I get both? Can I get both? Can I get re-signing Judge and they give up everything they want for Otani and then that's the one, one of the ways that they, they do this? And, and maybe they get some players like the Guardians have. Get some guy like Steve Kwan to bat off, lead off on, on a team like this. You know what I mean? Like, get, 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 me, get, get guys who get on base and don't strike out and see what happens after that. And don't trade for Josh Donaldson and IKF and try and get to your own Jeremy Pena. I mean, look, I, I could go on and on about the Yankees. And, and in the couple minutes I have left for, with you, uh, Jeff Passan, uh, I'd be remiss. You know, certainly I'm, there, there might be some Phillies and Astros fans screaming at their radio or at their Roku saying, what about the World Series? So... Uh, what are yeah, your two? Rich, what about the freaking World Series? <laughs> Go for it. I give you the floor. Well, how do you see this playing out, Jeff? Um, the, the Houston Astros are one of the best teams. I've been doing this twenty years now. Uh, they're one of the best teams I've ever seen at preventing runs. It's a weird way to to look at things, right? We normally talk about it through pitching or through fielding. No, the the Astros are just a run prevention machine, and. Uh, in the playoffs, they haven't hit all that well, frankly, but they've hit enough. And, and what really impresses me about them uh, is, you know, we talk about playoff experience, and I, uh, part of me wants to discount it, right, because these are all professional athletes. These are all guys who have climbed the ladder wherever they've been, whether it's in high school and college, whether it's among uh, fierce competition down in the Dominican Republic in Venezuela, uh, whether it's in Japan, whatever it is, uh, they are all incredible competitors. But uh, there's just a certain calmness that the Astros have in close games. And and it's a rational confidence. You know, we have those irrational confidence guys who think they're better than they are and go and do wild things and chuck up 30-foot and like. Heat checks. No, the the Astros' confidence is completely rational because they know that they're really damn good. They've been here. They've done this, and it's you know it's it's almost like walking for them. It's almost like breathing for them. They they just they succeed without thinking about it. Uh, the the Phillies, on the other hand, you know this is Bryce Harper's first time in a World Series. This is Reese Hoskins' first time in a World Series. JT Real Muto's first time in a World Series, Aaron Nola's first time in a World Series, Zach Wheeler's first time in a World Series. We, you know, we can go on and on about the incredible litany of players, top-end talent that the Philadelphia Phillies have. Um, and uh, listen, I, I buy into the idea that there are teams of destiny. I don't mean it like it's preordained that this team's going to come out of nowhere. To me, a team of destiny uh, is a team that gets hot as can be, and just ride that wave. And and I never like betting against teams like that because it feels like they just have this snowball that's been rolling down a mountain and, and is an avalanche, and uh, it's going to be impossible to stop. All right, so but, crystal ball but it. The, but the Astros, what do you got? Crystal ball it. What do you got for me? Uh, the, the Astros are uh, that giant torch that will melt the snowball. And uh, I've got them in six. Um, okay. uh, listen, I can I can equivocate here by saying I see a path for the Phillies to win, and I do. Uh, I think they need to score early in games and really try and wear out that deep bullpen. Uh, I think they need to win three out of the four starts made by Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Um, and I think they need to significantly limit 
defensive miscues because that is an area in which they struggle. If they can do all those things, they can beat the Astros. But I think, uh, you know, I think the odds makers have it right. The Astros are pretty strong favorites at this point because whether it's through the 106 win regular season or their, uh, you know, fourth World Series in the last six years after six consecutive American League championships, like, or uh, ALCS appearances. They've, they've earned the right to get the respect that they have. Jeff Passan, appreciate the time. Let's talk after the series and when the uh, the hot stove begins heating up. Really appreciate it, brother. Travel safe. Thanks, Rich. Great talking with you. Right back at you. At Jeff Passan on Twitter. Follow him. He's a must-follow. And obviously check out his story on Aaron Judge, which is the biggest story in baseball once the World Series is over, along with what might happen with Otani right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And meanwhile, back at the football ranch in Philadelphia, the Eagles made a big trade yesterday. And when it's all said and done by the trade deadline on Tuesday, this may be the biggest trade that's that's uh, that's made in the NFL in 2022. Quite frankly, even though the Giants and Chiefs just made an interesting one moments ago, we'll discuss that. Brian Dawkins of the Eagles will uh, will chime in on Robert Quinn being a new member of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's next. Your phone calls as well at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. NetSuite wants you to know your numbers. If you're running a business, why don't you know your numbers? Why don't you know your numbers? I know my numbers. You should know your numbers because in this day and age, in this day and age, one thing is certain. You need to know your numbers. (laughs) Over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle. It's only the number one cloud financial system. And NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting. You can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. And right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. 
We've seen two trades in the NFL this year with the trade deadline coming on Tuesday that one would think will have a lasting effect and also have shown how um, it's kind of a copycat league. Kind of a copycat league, not just when X's and O's work, but if it works in the front office. If it works in the front office. Um, Now, not everything's repeatable. For instance, the the, uh, Bucks pushed the button on Brady. That worked. Rams pushed the button on Stafford. That worked. How many times have the Colts tried to push the button on a (laughs) one-shot veteran quarterback deal? Yeah, yeah. Multiple times, didn't work. Hasn't worked. Can't say it won't work, because it's worked. And then another uh, way of doing business is to just F all them picks, right? That's the whole <laughs> concept of less need. Draft picks, we don't need no stinking draft picks, even though he does keep some, one would think, for second and third days, and we've seen that work out. So the 49ers are like, we don't have a first-round pick next year, so let's just trade away second, third, and fourth-round picks next year, too. Let's get Christian McCaffrey and prevent him from going to the Rams, which is prepared to F more picks. That's one way to do it. So you've seen that as a copycat. Another copycat is what the Rams did last year in effing the picks or a pick. They went and they got Von Miller for their defensive line. And at the time, I'll be honest, did anybody sit around and think, you know what the Rams need is more pass rush (laughs) with Aaron Donald up front. You know what they need? They need more pass rush. And I guess it's one of those things where can't have enough pass rush. Can't have enough pass rush. And we saw Von Miller eventually work his way into that mix for the Rams and prove to be a highly valuable commodity in making their run to the Super Bowl and winning it with Matthew Stafford in his first shot with the Rams. So what did we see yesterday? First thing I thought of was that Von Miller trade. When you saw a team at 6-0 and already with Brandon Graham balling out and Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox on that defensive line and the defense is balling out in Philadelphia, what did they do? More pass rush. And they got a guy who had 18 and a half sacks last year. <laughs> they flipped a four for Robert Quinn and add him to the defensive line. And now he's coming to this team with the Philadelphia Eagles coming off of a bye week as the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL. I love this move. Fourth round pick, bring in Robert Quinn and the Bears paying $7 million of his salary, which I imagine upped the draft choice that they received from Philadelphia. They're paying most of his salary. So Philly's getting them on like a veteran minimum all it is is a fourth-round pick, and I, I uh, made sure I made a note of this. So let me – I bookmarked it yesterday, so let me get this right. Even after that trade, and also A.J. Brown, right, and also Jordan Davis trading to, to go get him and get a better draft pick on, on draft day, Eagles still have six, round, six picks in next year's draft, including two in the first round. Theirs and the New Orleans Saints – and the New Orleans Saints one currently is fourth overall. Howie Roseman, holy crap. What a move. They still have six next year. Two firsts, including a top five, and they're six and oh. And they just added Robert Quinn for hardly a dollar and a cent. And all it is is the fourth round pick. Holy cow. 
That's the way you win championships. That's the way you're aggressive. Well done. And I'm sure everyone in Philadelphia getting ready for the World Series is like, this is the way it goes around these parts now. We won't talk about what happened in Toronto last night on the hardwood. We'll leave that for another time. It's a long season, Look, all I'm saying is what a hell of a move and a hell of a time in Philadelphia right now. And joining us from Philly on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a Hall of Famer who knows all about trying to win championships in Philadelphia. He's none other than the great Brian Dawkins. How you doing, Brian? I'm absolutely blessed, brother. Absolutely blessed. I know you are, and I love chatting with you. Let's just jump right into it. And the acquisition of Robert Quinn by the Eagles means what for you? Wow. Yeah. Depth. Number one, depth. Mm -hmm. Rotation depth, right? Another playmaker at the defensive position. So another game changer, not just a playmaker, but a game changer. And then me, because I love it, is competition in the room. And the more competition in the room, the better results you'll get from the room. And I love that. I love that they're bringing this individual in to now challenge BG to see who can get the most sacks or challenge. You see what I'm saying? Like that for me in a room, when you have that healthy uh, competition, it really brings out the best in your team. And, you know, the uh, general sense I have, um, it, it, similar to what many in, in uh, the media are, are saying, is this is reminiscent of the Rams acquiring Von Miller last year, and we saw what happened there. Do you think there are similar DNA in that move and this move, Brian? Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same thing, um, that they're kind of pushing, not all, I won't say all the chips to the middle of the table, like, mm. but like they're, they're in. They're all in into making this run this year and, and seeing if that depth and the offensive line, the way they're playing, the growth in Jalen Hurts and the additions at the receiver position, all of those things, to see if this is the year that the Eagles bring, a, bring something back this way. Well, I mean, you know what a championship team in that town looks like. Do you think this is one, Brian? Uh, listen, for me, mm-hmm. can they win the next game? <laughs> that's, 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 that'll always be the way that I. That's look not at. the that's way it works, Brian. That's maybe not, in the world not, of football that's, players. That's how my mind works because mm-hmm. I understand once you start looking too far ahead and start looking at the schedule. Hey, we can beat that team. You can beat that team. Yeah. Now you're you've lost some focus on the team that you're about to play, and you're probably going to lose. Well, I mean, uh, the way I see it, because I'm not allowed to do the game-by-game stuff, certainly sitting in a chair like this, uh, doing a show like this, is it looks to me that Jalen Hurts has become the rock star that everybody thought that, you know, or hoped that he could be. Not a lot of people thought that he would be um, on par with, say, uh, Lamar Jackson, right, so quickly in his his, um, tenure right now, uh, on par with a – uh, superb quarterback like Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, right? I mean, we, we, there are MVP talks for him, and, and rightfully yeah. so yeah. here. And I, I feel like he's got that mindset that you just mentioned too, to go in that locker yeah. room and say we're we're not we're not anywhere where we need to be yet, and lead on that front, and then and then walk it on the field or run it, right? Throw it. Absolutely. And for me, that was one of the things that when I first started hearing about. The Eagles picking up Jalen Hurts, and I kind of look back over his story. Mm-hmm. Even before he touched the field, I was impressed by the way he handled himself in college. Very impressed. 
by the ability for him to stay the type of teammate that we, he was in Alabama, even though he, you know, somebody replaced him, to then go to another team, uh, Oklahoma, to have success, earn the right to be the quarterback, first of all, and then have the success there to be second in the race for the Heisman. And then you come to the Philadelphia Eagles and go right into a, a competition with, with Carson Wentz. But the whole time, he keeps saying the right thing. Keeps saying not just the right thing, but things that are personable to him in a way that makes sense to him. And he constantly does get better. So each one of those instances I just mentioned, he kept getting better. So to me, that tells me that he's a mentally tough dude that can focus on the things that needs to be focused on, get rid of the negative things, and get better at the things that he sees that he needs to get better in. And he's done that even this year. His deep ball has improved. His accuracy has improved. His anticipation has improved. All of the things that were knocks on him last year, he's improved those things. So, that again, that means that you have a mentally tough young man that looks to improve. Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer here on the Rich Eisen Show, and we'll get to uh, the uh, health conversation that you're here to have, courtesy of Novo Nordisk, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. But I do, in the couple minutes I have with you left, I don't know how it uh, locked in you are and what Aaron Rodgers has been saying about his situation in Green Bay, but he was talking about the mistakes that are being made on the field, about 20% of mistakes on the field, talking about players need to maybe hold themselves more accountable and potentially play guys who are waiting in the wings uh, and sitting down guys who are not performing very well um, and uh, and sort of the waves that have been called uh, caused by, by him being so honest in assessment of his teammates' and a little bit of himself as well. What do you think about those comments, Brian Dawkins? So the first thing, and I, I have not heard any of that, so okay. I, I can't speak too too much on that. Yep. But the first part of what you just said, the last part of what you said mm-hmm. should have been the first part of what you said, meaning that you said a little bit of accountability for himself. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just using your words. Back yes, back. sir. So for me, it's a major accountability first, me, mm-hmm. and then – we could speak about my teammates. That's just the way that I have it. I'm not, again, I don't know the conversation. Yes, I don't know how, what he really meant by the things that he's meaning. But from my vantage point as a leader, I always wanted to call out the things that I was doing wrong first. And then we can talk about the things that we collectively need to do together. That's how I always try to do it. And then, uh, and then I guess, yeah, he, he he definitely holds himself accountable, but he is talking about uh, the team as a whole um, on, on behalf of trying to win. I, I think that might so, have been a more artful way of saying it, Brian. So, but, but again, there's just different ways of handling and And I'm not saying how he did, how he's doing what he's doing is mm-hmm. the wrong way to do it. I'm just saying it's not the way that I would have done it. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm someone that likes to do things behind closed doors. And we can do things face to face, team like type type stuff instead of media. I don't. I, I never did any messaging to any of my teammates other than to appreciate them, other than to congratulate them in the media. Right. Everything that I wanted to have conversation rounds with my teammates, it was between me and them, and we would have a little small team setting or defensive setting, whatever the case, and then we can have some deeper conversations. So tell me about Tackle Your Health. What, what do you want people to know about uh, this program, courtesy of Novo Nordisk? What do you want to, folks to know about here? 
Brian. Yeah, first of all, I'm very appreciative of Northern Nordisk and the Eagles coming together and allowing me to be a part of this to, to kind of share my story when it comes to tackling your health. And the first word that you see in there is tackle. So that means that there's something as a player that means that I'm preparing ahead of time to about the team that I'm about to face in order to tackle the person that I'm going to be going against that week. And so when I think about this subject matter of your health, that means that we need to do a better job of looking back in our past to see those individuals in our past that may have given you some red flags, of whether it be type 2 diabetes, uh, whether it be obesity, um, or, you know, the, the consequences of uh, cardiovascular disease, of understanding the importance of then having a game plan ahead of time before you get into any of those situations. And I, me personally, the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because my mom has diabetes and she's had a couple of strokes because of it. And so if we can do things on the front end to help people begin to do things differently, sometimes there's small things you do in your life small adjustments and the way that i say that is small hinges swing big doors so sometimes you make a small adjustment in your life and how you're doing things and all of a sudden your health benefits your mental clarity benefits everything begins to benefit because you make a small adjustment and those small adjustments oftentimes can come from those health professionals that can give you that game plan and so you know i believe that we need to do a better job of looking out for ourselves because ultimately, you know, we want to be around. I want to be around for my great great grand or my grandkids. Mm-hmm. I want to hopefully be around for my great great grandkids if I can. And the only way that I can have that is by me doing what I'm doing right now. I have a plan for my life. I've gone. I get blood drawn. I get my my levels checked on a consistent basis so that I can make sure that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do, you know, movement-wise, exercise, hydration, all of those things, so that I can be around. I can be around. Love it, man. PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash tackle-your-health for for more and get a simple five-question assessment to figure out what your plan is. Brian, I appreciate the time. Always love connecting with you. Let's do this more often. And, uh, uh, I appreciate your your sense of the Philadelphia Eagles taking it one game at a time and remaining undefeated. Did I get that right? Appreciate your brother. Did I get that right at the very yeah, end? You did. Okay, very good. Take care of yourself, Brian Dawkins. You be well. All right, Rich. Be blessed, brother. You're right back at you. At Brian Dawkins on Twitter right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I think he missed the tweak at the end there. Uh, I, I think, think he so missed too. the tweak. I think so, too. Uh, <laughs> B-Doc only knows one speed. Yeah, he's locked in. Um, okay, when we come back, uh, what's up with the Lakers? <laughs> Lakers. 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 Oh, and four. Um, yeah, we got some Bill Belichick press conference moment. Yeah, we do. S- plural. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> Bill speaking about his quarterbacks. Plural. Or maybe there's only one. That's coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show. Zappy Day. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.
844-204 Rich, number to dial here on the program. So, I'll be honest, man. I'll, I'll, I'm shooting you straight, man. I, I watched the Lakers and the Nuggets last night. Um, part of the reason is I had two Nuggets going against uh, TJ Jefferson's uh, TBD, the basketball diaries, back to back Giannis. I had uh, Jokic, and I had I picked up uh, uh, KCP, nice. okay. former Laker, who shouldn't be a former Laker. No, they need him. <laughs> I, I, I I'm watching this Laker team. Russ is out, so you can't blame him. I mean, although you can blame him, he, he's not playing. You should be playing, and when he's playing, you don't be shooting. And when he's shooting, you know, you should be passing. And when he's passing, <laughs> you should be benched. It's just the guy can't. Can't He's win. playing for everything right now. Yeah. I mean, you look at ESPN. That's the guy that they, they think he should be traded. And for what? Who do you think is coming back? Who do you think is going to walk through the door? And I'm watching the Lakers, and I'm thinking to myself, who the hell are these people playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis? Who are they? Who are they? Whose man's is this? I know they're NBA <laughs> players. Yeah, I know, and I, 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 But yeah. seriously, like, Lonnie is Walker. this... This is all you came up with in the offseason? This is your answer? That's that's what I, I'm thinking of. It's like you had all this time. <laughs> you had all this time to get ready for the test. And this is this is what you got? I'm wondering what LeBron's thinking. He's 0-4. They're 0-4. Knock, knock. And they're not anything yeah, close. Knock, knock, meaning what? Knock, knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? Owen four. <laughs> <laughs> Says the Clipper fan. They're shooting something like 21% from three <laughs> for the season. You got to figure that's going to change. Unless, Why? unless, <laughs> unless my question is not a rhetorical one. Who are, who are they playing? Who is he playing with? He was fine with this? He sat around all summer? Or is he just tapped out? Sorry, they're 22% in three. I'm, I'm serious. When I say tapped out, is it just like he likes where he's living? His his next his that. next world is set up. Or he's waiting for Bronny waiting to for get to son. the league so yeah. he can just play But it doesn't yeah. matter to him that he's his best result uh, might be know. the play-in? Oh, they're, I would think they'll be very lucky if they make the play-in. I'm st- I could not we be more down. serious, and I never thought this yeah. about LeBron. Is he just content? Probably not. He can't be. He, is. he signed Ooh. off on the Westbrook deal. They said, I w- we will Apparently, make it work. Is it true Westbrook brought a spot across the street from him? I saw that, yeah. Across the street. Are we, are we, are we now getting our NBA news from Zillow? Is there a Woj bomb on <laughs> Zillow? Zillow bomb. Like, is there a Woj for Zillow? Zillow? Yes, there's some great Instagram houses. A Zill bomb? A Zill bomb. The dirty. The dirt. The dirt's good. Um, Just at houses on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, look, I'm I'm taking great joy in it. I'm making money off of this. How much have you made now? I need, I need it. Like I said, I'm only betting Larry Bird bets, but I'm up uh, $72. Okay. games. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. And by the way, we, I was looking at their schedule. Like from now until the end of November, like there's really only about five winnable games. Like I don't know. They just got to shoot better, and and I don't know. But doesn't seem like the answer to their problem is is more reps with Russ because they only had 
a quarter of the season last year had the three big three healthy at the same time. But just look at their roster. Who would be a, a, a rotational guy on any other team? LeBron got hammered uh, on uh, uh, with a no call. La- he got hammered no call last night. Darvin Ham walked onto the floor to argue with like the refs, begging to get ejected. He walked onto the floor. Yeah, got teed up. By the way, the refs waited for the Nuggets to complete their wide open transition layup first. Man, I'm serious. Who are these guys? Now then, this is good stuff. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. And again, bless this man. Supposedly doesn't want to give you any information and has the reputation of not wanting to talk to the media. He talks to the media more than any NFL head coach, I believe, bar none. So, Matt Jones, Bill Belichick says, was able to take the full complement of snaps. He's fully loaded. And ready to go for Sunday, he said. So the media wanted to hear the words, Mac is the starter, out of his <laughs> mouth. And he just won't just say it. do it. That's today's it. Bill Belichick he press conference it. moment. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. So that's the plan for him to start Sunday. That's what I just said. He's going to have a full load. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know fully available. Just, I don't know. Sometimes you need to spell it out for me. Um, when it comes to the plans moving forward, I mean, is he able I just, to that, go like, that, I've just That's where we're at, okay? So, like, don't give me a like, I don't want to go through a lot of hypotheticals. You know, that's not where we're at. We're getting ready for the Jets. That's where we're at, period. So you can't say for the whole I can't give no like you're gonna give me a bunch of hypothetical situations and I don't, I don't know what those hypotheticals are so we're not gonna get into that so try not to ask hypothetical but is it <laughs> it's hypothetical like here we are today we're practicing for the Jets it's Thursday getting ready for the Jets like that's where we are so anything that happens beyond that I mean it's not current I think I get into it as helpful as I can be I mean come on Wait, wait. There's more. Because now he won't say who's the starter moving forward. Right. They, bless the hardworking press in that room, tried to use the why Max now to see if we can find out if it's Mac later. Is it Mac now because he's healthy enough now, whereas he couldn't have gone the full game last week? Or is it Zappy's Monday night performance after? Getting those touchdowns roll tape. Bill, is the decision to make Mac the quarterback for a Sunday, is that fully related to Mac's health? Yeah, he's yes. He's ready to play. He was ready to play last week, just didn't feel as the full game this week is a different situation. And that's it. We'll take it from there. I just I guess was curious. Did Bailey's play on that's Sunday it. have anything to do with No, okay. that's it. So, it's so all we'll just... take it from here. Okay. Take it from here. Don't keep trying to trap me into stuff down the future because I I can't. Like, today's today. Yeah, I'm not try- trying to trap you. Just 
you know, I'm just wondering about the decision-making process because, you know, Bailey played well for two games and he played a lot the other night. So just curious if, yeah, if no, how he performed well, on Monday had yeah. anything to do with the decision. Yeah, no, well, we, we started the game the way we wanted to start it last week and, and, and we talked about the way it ended up. So this week's a different week, different situation. Matt could be a quarterback. <coughs> Matt will be our quarterback, but just against the Jets. Right. Jeff Perlman's coming up. I'm wondering who's going to crack first. Well, it ain't going to be Bill. I don't no. think so. Bill, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. You're not. He's not yeah, Iron wall. But why won't Bill just say Max, our guy moving forward? Because he needs to see it. No, he, he doesn't have to do this, right? See no, no, no. So these press conferences. Yeah. No. no. So he he I don't one, right? think so. so. Secretly, no, I think he, he, enjo- one, he enjoys right this, right? He, he has to enjoy back this. And forth. Yeah, of course. It's amazing. He has to do no, one. No, no. Well, I thought. Listen. LaFleur did his yesterday. Yeah. Tomlin does once a week. Belichick does multiple oh, yeah. press conferences. Great. That's what TJ's saying. He doesn't oh, have to do, do extras, it. The so when I'm watching this, I'm thinking all he's got to do is say, Max, our starting quarterback, we drafted him last year. But they're... He won't do it. Is it just because he's obstinate? That's what I'm saying. Is, no. he, is he doing it? No, or is he doing it? And this is what lends the questioning to not. That's why the media won't break either. Media's not going to break either. Is is he just needing to see more? He saw enough out of Zappy to say, "Kid needs some time." Throwing him in the middle of a game on a Monday night against the Bears when they're rolling might not be smart enough. But I'm I. Or you def- but why does Bill need a build-in wiggle room? He'll just do whatever he wants to do anyway and yeah, not explain it. So yeah. none of this makes yeah. sense. But the only thing I can definitely say is, man, is it entertaining. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's so good. It's Hour really three good. with Jeff Perlman coming up.